Wellness Force Radio. Feelings are essential, but they can't dictate our actions. We literally infect each other with our emotions. We came here for a special purpose. Let the purpose unveil itself. Knowing without doing is the same thing as not knowing. They're not just trackers. I'm going to wear this and it's going to help me do the right thing. Wellness Force Radio, episode 137 with Dr. Tim Brown. You know, if we looked at our, our body circulation as a garden hose that's, that was on, it's water in the garden all day long. And then all of a sudden somebody comes home and they back up the car over the hose. You may still be able to get a couple squirts through there, but you're not able to get the full charge through there. Your circulation is inhibited. Well, it's the same thing when you're breathing in poor posture. You're not able to allow the body to relax, number one, because if you're in poor posture, your body automatically signals itself to go into the fight or flight mode. What's up, my friend? It's your host, Josh Trent, and welcome back to another episode for your weekly access to global experts in all things wellness as we discover the physical and emotional intelligence we need to live life well. Welcome back. Welcome back to episode 137. This just might be the most pumped I have been in 2017 because today on the podcast, we're officially announcing a new Wellness Force partnership with IntelliSkin, a human technology company founded by our featured guest on the show and my new partner, Dr. Tim Brown. So we've been working so hard behind the scenes over the past three months to capture some of the most incredible cutting-edge lessons and inspiring stories from world-class doctors, chiropractors, and movement pros live at events like Rock Tapes Rockstock, the Bulletproof Conference, and more to bring this Wellness Force community a new dedicated series in physical intelligence to lead us into 2018 so we can live life well, or as Dr. Tim Brown says, to stand tall, but not just in our posture in all aspects of our lives. And today on the show, to kick off this weekly Stand Tall series, we're dropping in live with Dr. Tim, recorded at his home in Newport Beach in between his work for the World Surfing League and treating pro athletes to uncover the science and take a deeper dive into the mechanics, biology, and impact of both breath and posture and how we can use smart tactile response-based compression to cue our posture, to stand tall at work, at home, or in our sports. I mean, look, since the beginning of time, we've all been standing, walking, running, and always moving, but in today's world, we spend most of our time sitting at a desk, in a car, or on the couch. This excessive sitting results in chest muscles tightening, causing the shoulders to rotate forward internally while the muscles of the upper back weaken. Not healthy and definitely not a good look. Posture affects everything. With great posture, our minds and bodies get energized and flow with optimal health. But with poor posture, our minds and bodies are tortured by fatigue, migraines, back pain, neck pain, depression, poor circulation, digestion. The list goes on and on. Well, Dr. Brown and Intelliskin, they're on a mission to radically transform the way we think, speak, and act about our posture. And I could not be more stoked to be a voice for this change, this awareness that our world needs right now. So no further waiting, let's bring on the founding medical director for the World Surf League and the inventor of IntelliSkin, Dr. Tim Brown. Josh Trent sitting in Dr. Tim Brown's house. We are having most phenomenal day. We just got back from the Bulletproof Biohacking Conference. This is going to be such a fun conversation. Oh, thanks. Looking forward to a great afternoon here on a beautiful Sunday. And uh, yeah, looking at cracking this egg open and see what we can come up with. We're both wearing the IntelliSkin shirt. We've announced our partnership. We're going to link this in the show notes. It's so exciting for me. 10 years as a trainer. How long have you actually been in sports chiropractic and PT? You know, it's getting to that point where I'm a little bit afraid to say, but probably 35 years. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. we're talking about 40 plus years of experience today. We're talking about breathing, this connection mm. with our posture and our breath and all the different facets of muscles and emotions and everything that goes with that. Now we had a segment together 
together earlier with our wellness technology panel on the podcast. You had a powerful talk about posture and about upper cross and how this is affecting so many people, Dr. Chen. But tell us just real quick, if people don't know you, man, like what's something about you you don't normally share when you go online and go on the media? I do my best to live what I talk about. And so I'm kind of like those that you might have heard about, you know, the Wim Hof fella. He likes to kind of live what he experiences, I mean, at such a high level. I'm certainly not on his level, but I really like to, uh, if I'm going to talk about it and I'm going to prescribe it, then I better have lived it first. I just know as an athlete, working with athletes, if you can't speak in the nomenclature, if you can't give them a little bit of, hey, I've been there, I've kind of lived that little bit, uh, not at your level, but I think it just adds to the uh, being genuine and authentic with what you're saying. It gives me a lot more confidence in what I'm saying to some of the athletes that I work with because it's really important what I tell these guys because they're going to do it and you know that's how they make their money is through with their bodies and uh, through sport. And so I've got to give them super high quality information or I, I don't sleep well at night. You've been in chiropractic for so long. You actually won an award that I know. Uh, you were sports chiropractor, American chiropractor of the year. What year was that? Shoots, uh, 98, I think, 1998. 1998, yeah. you've worked with- 1898, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> you've worked with some of the top athletes really in the world at this point. Even with athletes, Tim, they still have the same postural considerations and deviations and asymmetry that the everyday person has too. Have you seen kind of a common thread with maybe two or three things that athletes and regular people deal with when it comes Shoot. to posture? You know what, uh, Josh, one of the greatest surprises in my career, certainly- I'm honored to work at on athletes at that level, and I, I'm an athlete myself, and I'm trying to do everything I can to stay mobile and, and out there in the mix. And so I'm looking at these guys like very critically, not just at what, what I'm there to see them for, but I'm also like, besides genetics, what are these guys doing that are that's so different? And one of the biggest shocks of my professional career, Josh, was the realization that these athletes have just as many problems in movement and quality of movement and really understanding how to move and how to link subsystems like breath with movement together. I mean, I thought they would just be golden at this. It was just one of the, you know, they got the wand waved over them and it was (laughs) just, they're going to have this innately and they don't, but they have obviously other incredible attributes that allow them to do what they do. But you'd be surprised at how many incredible household name athletes that you know that do their sports so well, I likened it to like a prima ballerina. They're at the very top. You'd be shocked at how they move outside of their sport because a lot of them can't and a lot of them don't. And that is why many of them don't get the ability to choose when they want to finish their careers. Their bodies tell them. Their career finishes it out for them. Yeah. And we have these everyday athletes. We're looking forward to doing this Stand Tall series that we're creating together where we're talking about what is it like to be an athlete in your own life? How do you stand tall as a busy mom? How do you stand tall as a father that just wants to show up powerfully for his kids? We all want to stand tall. It's something that's universal. Why did you go with that messaging for IntelliSkin? I mean, what do you believe it is to stand tall? There's so many different levels of literally standing tall and then standing tall for things that you believe in. It's just, uh, you know, and then remembering mom, right? You know, telling us to stand tall all the time or your teachers. One of the things that I really like to talk about is, is the why. You know, why did I create these products? Why is posture so important as opposed to what it is? Why is it important? And why are we in the situation where we're helping people with posture? You know, and that's kind of the story because it's really about 
the story as it turns out. It's not about the, the product. If it's about the product, it's really about what other people are saying, not what I'm saying. The story that people are wearing using a product yeah. or you know, they're having the product on their body and they're actually creating a new story for themselves. This came to you in a flash. You were in a hotel room. I remember we talked about this and you literally were like, what if I took all this physiology knowledge I have around the taping and I applied it to a smart compression piece? that could actually allow the athlete to move in better posture. And now it turns out any type of athlete. Tell us that story. It started off one-sided. You know, I was working with a lot of surfers and volleyball players, but mostly volleyball players at that point because I was still competing. One of the main problems that athletes have on tour is shoulder problems, rotator cuff issues. You know, if you remember the name Karch Karai, you know, he had a lot of issues with his shoulder and it really held him back. Uh, what was interesting about that, though, Josh, is that, and this isn't a scientific uh, study by any means, but it certainly made us more clinically aware, is all the guys that surfed that played pro beach volleyball didn't have shoulder problems. And they were the only category of people in volleyball that really didn't have shoulder problems. So propers to surfing for keeping our shoulders and our, our posture and scapulas aligned because shoulders, posture, overhead athletes, all one in the same, you know, so... It was about really treating, you know, there was a need. There was a, a need to come up with something different because what was out there wasn't working. And the old taping systems that they used for shoulder injuries and so forth out there in, uh, in sports medicine was uh, a mechanical support, meaning that it would mechanically hold you in a position that would not allow you to reach that point of pain or it would minimize the pain. But it really wasn't enhancing function because it was really minimizing your movement. And now, 35 years later, we know that, hey, minimizing someone's movement that's healthy is one of the worst things you could do for somebody's health. Why is that? Because the body operates on something called a physiological pump. It loves out with the old and in with the new. It loves it a lot. And we're learning a whole bunch about that and how it combines with your breath to allow your body to do some incredible things, at least to enhance its efficiency. And that's really what it's all about, right, Josh? It's, it's really about why posture? Well, because it enhances human efficiency, allows you to breathe better, takes pressure off your heart, pressure off your organs, allows you to digest better, which enhances your immune system. It's connected to everything. It literally is one of the fundamental building blocks of life. I mean, posture, breath, movement, sleep, eating, and then, you know, the other stuff, drinking yeah. water, defecating, blah, blah, blah. But we have certain things that we all do yeah. that are just naturally, innately ours as a human. Yeah. And posture is one of them. When you look at The Supple Leopard by, you know, Dr. Kelly Starrett, he talks about yeah. the way that these animals move and how we are animals. We're half beast, half spirit. Breathing for us is so fundamental. It's so key. Let's explore this. Let's go into a deeper dive on the breathing. With posture, if our posture is not correct, if our alignment is off, it completely is a negative aspect for the breathing because you, if we're you can't tense, breathe well. It's impossible to breathe well. Tell us about this then with our postural alignment and the breathing. Let's contrast these two of posture and breathing. What are some of the things that happen when the body is in a wrong position? How does that affect the breathing? We have this thing called a diaphragm and it's our, our big breathing muscle. But we also, we, there's four diaphragms, you know, we look at it, we just, we finally figured out, hey, there's this one thing there, it's kind of riding high underneath our ribs there, and it's really important when you breathe. They call it diaphragmatic breathing. Well, there's also a diaphragm up in your cranium, all the way down into your pelvis, there's a diaphragm. So what we're trying to do is create pressure systems that allow 
movement of fluid through the body in a better way. And in, in this case, in diaphragmatic breathing, not only are we trying to move fluid, but we're moving oxygen. And so what we're trying to find out is, you know, how can we breathe the most efficient way to get the most oxygen into our system? Is it yoga breath? Is it uh, jujitsu breathing? You know, I mean, uh, is it the fire breath? What's going on here? What's yeah. most efficient? Well, the answer is uh, yes. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. all those things. And for different occasions, there are different breath techniques. And we're learning how to supercharge our bodies in the best way, depending on what our objectives are really are right now i'm sitting and before we started the recording we both adjusted our posture to make sure we're sitting up tall if someone is forward flexed what happens from a biological perspective if yeah. somebody's scapula is winged out their yeah. neck is flexed this yeah. is probably 90 percent of people uh, that have a traditional job right yeah I, I mean you look at it just i think is as simple as this it's almost like you know if we looked at our our body circulation as a garden hose that's that was on it's water in the garden all day long and then all of a sudden somebody comes home and they back up the car over the hose. You may still be able to get a couple squirts through there, but you're not able to get the full charge through there. Your circulation is inhibited. Well, it's the same thing when you're breathing in poor posture. You're not able to allow the body to relax, number one, because if you're in poor posture, your body automatically signals itself to go into the fight or flight mode. So people are in fight or flight all day long and we think we're doing the right thing by working really hard at the desk for hours at a time. But if you're not getting up every 20 minutes, and Jan Vercanos from NASA figured this out with astronauts that got home from space and how they were able to reestablish themselves on Earth, the only way that posture can work with you, and it does work with you, we have to look at it that way, by the way. We can't always look at posture as a negative. It's right. here. I got to fix my posture. Right, it's not right. like that all the time. So to work well in posture, we need to move every 20 minutes. In fact, if you look at the average of someone sleeping, you move every 20 minutes. It's built into our systems. It's just that when the you know we punch into work and our minds are you know, on this objective to try and get this paper in for the boss, we kind of lose ourselves in it. And what we're doing is doing things that you cannot get back. Once you sit for a given amount of time, no matter if you go run a marathon at the end of the day or not, you can't get back what you've done to your body. And what you're doing to your body is basically shutting off the electricity. We operate on, on just under about a quarter of a volt of electricity. If it's that voltage and everywhere in our every part of our body we're good when we sit down inside of 30 seconds all the electricity a hundred percent cuts off and nothing goes to the lower body so we're really shutting down physiology and if physiology and if anti-aging and if breath and all these things and posture is so important uh, that's one of the greatest ways to destroy it is to sit into a chair it really comes down to awareness at the end of the day. If you don't know, you don't know. Well, then you just don't know, right? Yeah. So if you're sitting in poor posture, if you have a workstation, this is for the everyday athlete, Yep. right? So athletes wear IntelliSkin. A lot of people do postural training. There's actually a whole wing of NASM on correctional exercise. So people are well aware that everyone's forward flex. They have weak glutes. They have tight hips. It's kind of a recurring theme for people. How do they actually set up their workstation and where does IntelliSkin plug in? to the yeah. actual everyday athlete at the job. Yeah. Well, again, you know, life is movement, moving is life. So let's just establish that no one thing is going to help you out except for yourself. Okay. Uh, we are a piece of the pie, a piece of the puzzle. We are a feather in the medicine wheel, so to speak. And 
you know, what we want to do is educate people to let them know that, uh, you know, IntelliSkin's great. IntelliSkin stimulates your ability to hold your posture for longer. And over time, every time you wear it, you get stronger. And that postural awareness is really important. And it was really important for my athletes because that's the number one thing, right? If your body's not aligned, I don't care if you've got great breath, if you've got great mobility, stability, strength, all that stuff, you're not going to work out. Your body's not going to reach that level of physiology or that level of performance that you're looking for because alignment is the first step in the journey to, to getting better health. Is it a standing desk approach for most? I've heard claims on both sides. You should sit for this long, for it's that long. It's movement, man. It really it's comes movement. down to movement. Yeah. So, you know, I like to say if you're working with four people in your office, everybody get a different chair and a different setup and you just musical chairs <laughs> and rotate that <laughs> That'd stuff. That'd be fun. That'd I, be a I, cool place to work, man. I want to work there. Yeah. I'm telling you, that's the way to do it. You, you've got to keep mobile. You have to be an outlier because most systems aren't set up for that. The systems that are set up for that are now the Facebooks, the Apples, the Googles. And they're doing it because they have to. They want to keep those uh, people working for them. You know, the job market in in that area is really competitive. Yeah. So to spiff these guys out, they really take care of them. What do you want to sit in? How do you want to work? Stand up, sit down, fight, fight, fight. It's really important that everybody gets involved because if the if the business wants to be productive. You know, your people have to be productive. They have to feel good. So it's a great investment in your own employees to make sure that they're up and moving on the regular. And from a signaling perspective, too, if someone's in movement, they're more used to breathing because you can't move without breathing. Right. They go hand in hand. Right. Absolutely. So the, the physiology of breathing, we've now talked a little bit about the postural aspect. Um, break people down that don't know the correct standing and sitting positions. And what might that look like? Yeah. Well, the standing position is uh, never static. Okay, that's what's kind of wild about this the stand-up desk. We had a lot of people switching over to stand-up desk, which was awesome. But what's critical is that you continue to move because we've got these valves in the back of our knees that help drain blood from our feet, right? Gravity's always pulling blood to our feet. And if these valves aren't activated because it's a passive system, our lymph system, everybody's heard of lymph nodes. Well, our lymph system is an a passive system. And if you don't activate it by moving it, blood starts to stay in one place and it doesn't go to the other places. So they call that blood pooling. Not healthy, Josh. We don't want that. No. We want that. This is when people pump. can pass out. Yeah. Yeah. And you can get, you know, you can get blood clots and whatnot with it as well. So when you're doing the stand-up desk, make sure that you're on an imbalanced foundation. So you're always going back to right leg, left leg, balance in the middle a bit. And change positions often because, again, if you're not helping your body pump that blood out of there, you could be doing more as much harm but in a different way as sitting all day long. And so maybe even for the sitting posture, it's, yes, you want to sit tall, but is there a specific way to sit? We see a lot of people kind of sit like this. They're yeah, slouching yeah, yeah. forward, right? Right, right. How do they correct that? Is it more around their posture signaling from possibly getting a tactile response, or is it about signaling their workstation so that their computer's at an eye level and things like that? Yeah, it's all that. It's I mean, those are both, those maybe. are pretty standard. You know, the things where the uh, you want the computer screen to go at eye level, the top of the screen should be at eye level because you should be, our eyes are stronger looking down than they are up so you get less fatigue that way and then we talked about the blue light stuff so everybody get your blue light glasses <laughs> we've probably, talked about that on this show get rid of your blue in, light yeah. yeah yeah 
So that's important. But 90-90, you know, keeping the arms and elbows at a 90-degree angle uh, is important. Don't let your wrist break up or down, meaning that you want to keep your hands straight going into the mouse that you're working on. You don't want it to be cocked up or reaching down for it. Those are standard things. For me, I like to move the foundation. So our spine has an S curve. And when we normally sit into a chair, it goes into a C curve. And so the C curve is what we don't want. We want to support the curves that are there. They're there for a reason. And why they're there is so that every ounce of your body weight, upper body weight, is supported by a segment of the spine equally. And the longer the surface area, the greater the surface area, the less the stress. So it's better to keep your body in those curves. The first thing that happens when you sit into a chair that doesn't have proper support is that when you go into a C curve, your head goes from weighing about eight pounds to up to maybe 40 pounds. Because when the head is cast out in front of the body, that's how much from a physics perspective, that's how much stress is placed on the spine automatically. Wow. So you wonder why you get a tight neck or tight shoulders and why it feels so good to get them rubbed out at the end of the day. Most people, levator scapula, right? Yes. Yeah. On yeah. fire. Everybody's on fire. And so they rub the neck. They rub where the pain is, but unfortunately, they're not getting to the cause. The cause is obviously the position that you were in all day. And the muscles that are reactive are not really the muscles that you want to get worked on. You want to get them worked on, don't get me wrong, but the muscles that'll be most effective are the muscles that have tightened because of the way you've sat all day long. And those are the muscles in what we call the anterior chain or the front of our body. And that's the muscles in the chest. That's the muscles underneath the arms that rotate the shoulders forward. Those are even your abdominal muscles. And what you're doing there is if you're not breathing right and you're sitting crummy is you're really building a, a cast around your body. And we've all seen older folks walking around like they're living in a cast. Yes. It didn't happen overnight, Josh. That's 20, 30, 40 years of sitting in a posture that's created. We are in a giant jello mold. That's what our days are like. And unless we really like the mold that we want to look like in the end, <laughs> we got to change. We've got to keep the mind open to the change. The way that breathing affects this is so powerful. What happens from a musculature perspective? If you have muscles like your pecs are tight, your shoulders are pulled out, and you're just flexed in from biology, from physiology, what's actually going on there? Yeah, I mean, yeah. How yeah. does the muscular tension disempower us from a breathing perspective? Yeah, yeah, it's a great question. Well, what we're doing in, in nine out of 10 of those cases, at least in my experience, is that we're breathing from the in, through the mouth and we're also not breathing deeply. And we're not breathing into the stomach. We're breathing into the upper lobes of the lungs. And that, again, stimulates the stress response, the fight or flight response. So, you know, you'll see those guys, when they breathe, they'll breathe and their shoulders will come up. That's your chest breather. The chest and the shoulders should never come up when you breathe. What you want to do is expand the chest 360 degrees, not let it lift up. If you're expanding the chest, then you're pushing air down. If you're pushing air down, the diaphragm can start to do its work. If you're not, the diaphragm is not even involved ever. And the diaphragm is one of the four pumps, which by the way, you blew my mind. I had no idea yeah. there was four of those in the yeah. body. But this is a very powerful one. Singers use this, 
when you yeah. know they're doing the vibrato and they want it you can sing you can yell for like 30 seconds without even getting fatigued right it's because they're harnessing that power that's right of the diaphragm it's a huge muscle for us if we're forward flexed if we're maybe walking around in that fight or flight how do we turn the tide on that yeah how do it, we flip back to it, the sympathetic you know, what's cool is you know and we've spoken about this a, a little bit at length too josh is that we breathe about twenty-three thousand times a day you better have some skills there and you better take note that this is might be kind of important. So learning how to, to breathe is really just a really simple skill that you can build upon from this moment forward. And it's simply done. And what we like to do is we like to nose breathe. And the science on nose breathing is unbelievable. Uh, in fact, the Nobel Prize for Medicine in 1998 was won by three scientists who found what happens when we breathe through our nose. And there's a chemical in there called nitrogen oxide. And nitrogen oxide happens to be the chemical that's critical to allow oxygen to get into our blood. It opens the gate. And so every time we breathe through our mouth, we're really missing the chance to oxygenate our blood. And it just so happens that from age to performance, if you don't have oxygen in your blood, you got problems. That's a no-brainer. But I think, you know, for the audience, making the connection here, if there's tension in the body and you're feeling like maybe you had talked about the shoulders, if you're a chest breather, have to rise, getting back to that belly breathing. Yeah. uh, This is why I think so many people are drawn to yoga. Sure. Is because of that spinal, you know, flexion, extension and breathing and slowing down. Have you seen this be a connecting of the dots, the breath between the athletes, the everyday athletes, getting back into the breath? What are you seeing from an industry perspective around this focus on the breath? You know, we've heard that term game changer around for a while, but this one truly is. And uh, what we're recognizing is that breath is a subsystem in the body. And we're finding out the more you're able to connect your subsystems the better you are in health and in performance and in wellness. So breath is a great connector to movement. And so I've studied a lot of uh, the fight game and how fighters breathe. And in fact, over the last two years, I've gotten into it big where I'm learning how to roll with these jujitsu guys and uh, do this thing called gymnastica naturale. And what that's taught me to do is to move better through breathing better with the movement because a fighter really has to protect themselves and what we've where we've not failed so much in sports medicine but not certainly not made the gains that I'd like to have seen is that injuries are going up in every sport at every level and so our system is broken and we have to admit that and that's the first step towards change right is is understanding that <laughs> there's we, something wrong we got Let's a problem here it. and so we're getting smarter all the time but we're still not putting the systems together so for me if i was to have to gamble and say okay with all you've learned what is the most important thing to me it's linking breath with movement and understanding that movement you do a much better at movement when you're aligned you do much better at movement when you have mobility So all these things are really important, but the order of how you attain these skill sets within the body, how you connect these subsystems is very, very important. Do you think that technology, there's a device out there, it's called Spire, and it gives people a small push notification to take a deep breath. It was the founder of Dr. Nima Morveggi. He made this because he realized in Silicon Valley, people in business meetings were just not breathing. 
and they were losing money. They weren't able to close deals because they weren't present. Yeah, yeah. And it broke it down to the breath, and that's why there's this market now for breathing. Think back, everybody. Think back about looking at a TV show or being live at a sports event when something really critical is about to happen. Quarterback, tennis player, pitcher, I don't care. If you have looked at that athlete that's really in the, the moment, they're taking a huge breath right before the, the biggest play of their life or the biggest play of the match or whatever it might be. That breath, that deep breath, puts the body into the zen mode, the zone mode. It takes you from fight or flight, that moment where you're thinking about the future. What's going to happen? Uh, am I going to make this play? Am I going to blow it? Those are the athletes that are going to blow it. Those are the athletes that are not in the moment. Those are the athletes that are not breathing well because they're thinking about the future. And the future will instantly put the body into fight or flight. So take that in, folks. I mean, if you want to have this best stress reduction you've ever had in your life, stop thinking about the future. That's what creates anxiety. We've talked about this with Christine Hassler, where if you're living in the future, there's no other place to be besides anxiety. Yeah. Disconnected from yeah. this present Because it's moment. not real. So how could you be at peace with something that's not real? This is a phenomenal point. And so we understand then from an emotional perspective, we talk about on the show this emotional, this physical intelligence, physical intelligence tied into the emotional intelligence. What have you seen from these professional athletes? If you can share with us a name, great. If not, that's fine too. Uh, Who is an athlete that's mastered that inner game? That's really allowed themselves to be in the moment and operate through their breath in that tactile response in that current moment. Who's doing a great job of that right now? Certainly one of the guys I've been pretty close to for, for a number of years and, and uh, just every year grown in respect for him is uh, Kelly Slater, 11-time world champ uh, surfer. He has the best ability to connect to his body of anybody that I've ever met and met some good ones, Josh. And, you know, those ones that are household names, you know, like Kobe and whatnot, he's another one. These guys are relentless. These guys have worked so hard at what they do, that they don't have any doubt when they create a thought. And it's unbelievable to witness that they're able to link everything in their body without a doubt. So that's really important. You know, what does science say about posture and, and that whole thing? Well, I mean, posture is pretty important for confidence. So it's a real interesting thing. And you never see any of these champs walking around, you know, like they're in the dumps all the time. They're always <laughs> up and they're open and they're looking yeah. strong yeah. because they believe in what they're doing. So those are a couple. And, you know, there's there are others as well. But those those guys are certainly at the top of the heap. And when we look at this postural effect, when you said, you know, pro athletes that are on their game, they're on their, their best foot forward all the time. They're not slouched. What happens when somebody hasn't done the emotional work? This is something you and I haven't explored together. Yeah. But I think this directly plugs in with how we breathe. If we're in a state of stress, if we're not dealing with something in our lives, a relationship, a yeah. job, just something that honestly, you guys, we hate. Yeah. Right. Right. That's going to make our posture down which is going to make our breathing become toxic in upper chest, which is then going to give us disease. But it kind of, Tim, doesn't it all link back to the unaddressed emotional piece? Yeah. And the unaddressed emotional piece is really interesting because that's, you know, there's three types of athletes in general. You got the guy that's in the future that we spoke about. You got the one that we're looking for that's in the moment. But you're, what you're talking about is the person that's in the past. That emotional stuff is where ego comes from, right? And so ego is where judgment comes from. And and that is just brutal. I mean, that will also 
put you into a good fight or flight because you're never in the moment. Those people are not allowed to be here and now with you and me. There, there's a screen in front of them all the time, and that screen is their past. So something that we all have it to different degrees. Some people are, are really hung up by it in life, though, and, and it rules their life. And those are the ones that are, you know, the signals here. Sorry to bust you all out there, but the signals there are yeah. the ones that are always cutting other people down, you know, that are always looking at the hole instead of the donut. You know, those are the ones that, uh, you know, that are that need to learn how to breathe because Joshua, what's cool about breath is I don't care whether you're the person from the future or from the past. Uh, breath is a primal thing, man. And no matter how strong their head might be, their head isn't stronger than our genetics. And we are programmed to relax when we breathe properly. So if someone truly wants to change, it's not that they have to spend all their days at the at the shrinks, which would probably help them a little bit. Yeah. But just start breathing. We we weren't born with doctors in our back pockets. You know, I became a doctor because of the knowledge. It was pretty much Machiavellian, you know. It what was, did you tell me? You said, I was just hungry to learn. I feel really lucky that I have that because it's been a passion of mine to learn. And But unfortunately, the downside of that is the more that I learn, the more I realize I don't know shit. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm constantly trying to upgrade, yeah. but it's super humbling. But it's fun too. You know, it's fun. It's fun to also admit that you don't know it all. You know, after, you know, the 10 years of school and the 35 years practicing, I, you know, I, I'm such a neophyte when it comes down to what I'd really love to know. Can you take us to a moment with a professional athlete, maybe during, you know, a competition that everything's on the line? in that moment when they might be physically breaking down or emotionally breaking down, have you been there for them to either heal the body or help them move better? Or have you ever had to do a psychological bridge with these athletes? Or typically do you work more with the physical when you're at that high tension moment when kind of the house has fallen down? Great question. And yeah, it's, uh, you know, being a doctor is really, it's being a teacher and being a teacher. I mean, how much psychology goes into that? So it's a huge component for me. You really want to let them know that you have a certain level of knowledge that's going to be very helpful for them if they just stay in the moment with you, breathe, and work together. Because the answer is in the patient. It's not in the doctor. And it's the doctor's job to ask questions that allow the patient to express themselves. And once they're expressing themselves and they have the confidence that you're there to listen to them, not just talk at them and treat them, incredible things happen. You get a lot of information. And when they start to feel comfortable, you know, it's uh, the tension is relieved. So again, we've talked about that uh, ad nauseum today, but it's yeah. uh, it's a big component of it. And so, yeah, there's lots of moments where, you know, my job is 35 years working on site. So every year I'm at, you know, anywhere between 10 and 25 events where professional athletes are there in the moment and uh, getting paid to play. And so we want to do everything that we can do to keep them out there and give them a very honest assessment. And that's why my daddy taught me to surround myself with people that are smarter than me. <laughs> and so I created an yeah. uh, interdisciplinary care system that has, we may have six different specialists around the table at one time talking through this athlete's problem. Everybody gets a, a time to chime in if, if, if this is something that they can do a better job at or we can combine the treatments, allopathic and natural, to get them there. 
whatever the athlete's objective is, we're going to try and meet it. So uh, that's where I've learned a whole bunch in, uh, in being humbled as well as uh, being educated with uh, other people and how they do things. I've been just uh, so lucky to be, work with so many great doctors and physical therapists and chiros and orthopedic surgeons and neurologists. I mean, the list goes on. Performance specialists. Everybody has a place at the table as far as I'm concerned, as long as it's your passion and you're speaking about evidence-based stuff. I'm, I'm all about somebody else's perspective. From the tactical perspective for the everyday athlete, you know, you've talked quite a bit about these high-profile people and all the things you've learned in three decades plus, but tactically for the everyday athlete, yeah. what do they do? What are two things or three things they can do uh, right after they listen to this podcast or they watch the Facebook Live? Where do they go? What's their action step number one, two, and three? I'd say it's super easy. Go online and look up diaphragmatic breathing. You know, And if you don't want to dive in real quick, just remember these numbers. It's four, seven, and eight. You take a breath in through the nose into your belly. You hold it for seven counts and you slowly let it out in eight counts. And as you let it out, if you can touch the tip of your tongue to the roof of your mouth and make this sound, the longer it takes you to let it out, the sooner you'll get to the parasympathetic state, which is the most relaxed state your body can be in. And if people have trouble sleeping, if they have pr trouble before an interview, anything like that, that's what we coach our athletes to do is just breathe, just be in the moment, take those breaths and everything just goes away. It's one of the best things that I could, top 10 things I could ever give anybody as far as a tip for living a healthy life and getting the things that they want to get out of life. Learn how to breathe. I know somebody listening is like, wait, what did Tim say? Don't worry. We'll link that in the show notes <laughs> so you don't have to remember it in real time. Tim, this has been such an incredible conversation, man. And this is why I am so excited to have partnered with IntelliSkin because this product is something that I battle tested it. I wore the smart compression. I wore it. I felt the tactile response. For people that haven't heard too much about the tactile response, can you tell them yeah. what is the tactile response? What is that fletch built into the fabric? This is something we're going to be exploring so much more on the show as we move forward in 2018. Yeah. Tell them a little bit about that, the imprinting on the side of the shirt, and then also how it actually does allow you to drop into that belly breathing and stand tall. Sure. Yeah. Well, what we're doing uh, with IntelliSkin is, is we're improving posture, improving your ability to fire the muscles in the core that are, that are classically the weakest. So with the shorts, it's the core. With the upper body, it's the shirts or the bras or the tanks. And what we're really doing with the body is recognizing that there's this law, it's called Hilton's Law, and it, what it states is that every soft tissue structure on the inside of the body grows nerves all the way out into the skin. You might think about acupuncture, that might be how acupuncture works. Well, we can stimulate the body through the skin, and so we can actually stimulate and create a predictable response in how muscles contract or relax depending on how we bend the skin and how we put pressure on the skin. In the skin, for every square inch, there's, you know, anywhere from a few thousand to tens of thousand nerve endings within a square inch. So your body is constantly looking to the outside world through the skin, and it's sensitive to touch, temperature, pressure, stretch. All those things are wired into the skin. So within Teleskin, what I've done is just basically put a saddle on Mother Nature and stimulated the body to do the things that we need to do, which is to become aware of our place in space, aware of our posture, so that we can improve muscle memory. Because our society today, from getting up in the morning to brushing our teeth, to fixing breakfast, sitting down at a table, to getting onto our devices, 
the front of our body gets overworked and underpaid and understretched. So what IntelliSkin does is it recognizes that and it gives the body the chance to recognize that we do have a backside. It's called the posterior chain of muscles and we need to activate them. And that's really what IntelliSkin is doing through the skin is telling the body a story, a constant story of, hey, it's better for you to be in this position. And over time, your body recognizes those repetitions and creates new muscle memory. And muscle memory is really when you don't have your IntelliSkin on anymore, but you feel like you're missing something. And that is the awareness that we're trying to create because over time, the more you wear IntelliSkin, the less you'll need it. And what I felt was there was just a little bit of tenderness in my rhomboids, that section between the shoulder blades, yeah. uh, wearing the smarter compression. Now, this is like the everyday one, but you do have a few different models. Um, some of them are for the hard charging athlete. Right. Right. So people that are doing these, you know, high vibration, really quick movements type sports also for surfers. And then there are some smart compression garments for just the everyday person who maybe is working in the garden and wants to have great posture. Uh, just tell us real quickly, you know, what types you have and, and who they're for. So we have the foundation series and that's kind of our maximum posture shirt. So they have the more of a, uh, a stronger pull. And then we have some that are for travel called the essentials. And those are a little bit lighter fabric. Um, so you could wear them under your clothes and not get uh, too hot. And then we have what's called the Q light series and the Q light series is just like a really nice high, high level t-shirt with really high level sports fabric from Italy. Uh, that looks like a great t-shirt, but it's actually got uh, silicone panels built in on the inside of the shirt that stimulate those nerves in the skin to make you more aware of your posture. So you could be at a party and you know, you're still getting that posture stimulation. Nobody knows you got it going on. So it's like a secret weapon, but <laughs> just depending yeah. on the level of correction you want, uh, we have those three levels of strength for you to choose from. I actually wore this shirt when I was at the Spartan race and people kept asking me like, what is this thing on the back of it? And then I had some samples there and there was actually an athlete uh, and she was like, I've never seen this before. Are people just starting to really discover IntelliSkin? You've been around for quite some time, but now you're stepping into a new phase of growth. What does it look like in 2018? Yeah. We have this partnership. We're creating this content together at this intersection of physical and emotional. But for you yourself, what else are you excited about with IntelliSkin for 2018? Uh, yeah, God, I'm just super amped at our, our relationship here to be able to, to uh, kind of increase our bandwidth out there. It's just something that I've always wanted to be able to do. We've, we've now been in business for a while and now we understand what kind of products we have, how they're working. And from the feedback from all the doctors and athletes and those that have been consumers of IntelliSkin, we've learned a ton. We have giant ears, Josh. We love to listen. We love to improve. And I've always said IntelliSkin is a genesis project. It'll always be changing, always evolving based upon what our consumer tells us. And so uh, 2018, it looks like we're going to be able to get out to a couple new places, you and I together, and expose some more people to what we're doing. And, you know, again, it's not about what I say about IntelliSkin. About, it's about what others say. And so I'm really stoked to be able to get out there and, you know, get some other people on the microphone and have them just talk about it and, you know, have it be, you know, uh, certainly something that improves our business, but at the same time allows me to learn more about our product and how to improve it more. I know I personally, I'm inspired by story. If I can hear a story and I can see myself in the shoes of that hero, the hero's journey, that's what means the most to me. So I'm super stoked, Tim, to have this partnership with you. We're going to be interviewing pro athletes, people from the WSL, people uh, you know in the higher ranks of the fitness and wellness and health industries. So just could not be more excited about what we're creating and how everyone 
is going to be able to stand tall. So if you have any questions for Dr. Tim Brown or myself, leave us a iTunes review. You can just type that by tapping on your show artwork on your iPhone. If you're watching on Facebook, you can just put it down there. But ask Dr. Brown a question if it's around this standing tall or breathing aspect. And um, reach out to us too. Be part of the Facebook community. Just go to wellnessforce.com forward slash group. And Dr. Tim, thanks for having me at your house. Oh yeah, it's a pleasure for sure. Hopefully it's just uh, the start of something big. I think so. I have that feeling. We'll talk to you soon, guys. This is Josh and Dr. Tim Brown signing off from his home. Where do you live actually? Where is this city? This is old Newport Beach. Newport Beach, California. We'll talk to you guys later. Stand tall, breathe deep. Hey, my friend, thank you for hanging out and growing with me on today's show. Remember to hit subscribe, share this podcast with somebody you care about that you think gets to hear this message. Support the show by leaving a five-star review for the podcast right now, simply by tapping on your show artwork on your iPhone. Click that purple link that says review this podcast. It helps the show reach more conscious and smart people like you, and your voice will attract more world-class guests that want to come on the show. So let them hear your voice. For all the downloads, videos, links, and free resources mentioned on the episode, go to wellnessforce.com forward slash radio. And while you're at my house on the web, join us in the Wellness Force community newsletter on that page and I'll send you four free guides around staying healthy with your eating, moving, and sleeping while you travel. Join a group of people like you over at the Wellness Force community Facebook page. This is where we talk about the things that really matter. We share our wins, inspirations, struggles, and a lot more. So join us, tap on the show artwork on your phone and hit that purple link that says join the Facebook group and I will welcome you at the door. Okay, now you get to go out into your world and create impact for the people that you care about. So until I see you again real soon, I'm wishing you love and wellness.